Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 10th of December. Yesterday, after almost a seven-hour-long debate in the Lok Sabha, the Citizenship Amendment Bill was passed. 311 members voted in favour of the bill, while 80 voted against it. The bill seeks to give citizenship to refugees from non-Muslim communities who are fleeing religious persecution from Pakistan, Bangladesh and Afghanistan. Union Home Minister Amit Shah claimed it was a historic bill that sought to complete what the Nehru Liaquat Pact could not do. He also said that the Muslim population in India had grown to 14% from 9.8% and that this bill will not affect Indian Muslims or their rights at all. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi called it an attack on the Indian constitution. He said anyone who supports it was attacking and attempting to destroy the foundation of our nation. Things got a bit awkward when Congress's new ally Shiv Sena in Maharashtra declared its support for the bill on grounds of national interest. Strangely, yesterday, the Sena, in an editorial in its mouthpiece Samna, had called the Citizenship Amendment Bill an instrument that could lead to invisible partition in India. What led to this about turn? God only knows. Later on, Maharashtra's newly elected CM, Uddhav Thakre, while talking to reporters, said that the Sena's support to the bill in the Rajya Sabha was not a given. He said, and I quote, We will not give support to the bill unless things are clear. We haven't got answers to questions we asked in the Lok Sabha yesterday. Unquote. Janta Dal United's Nitish Kumar too, who probably has the upcoming assembly elections in Bihar in his mind, supported the bill. Recently, Home Minister Amit Shah had clarified that the NDA alliance would contest the elections under Nitish Kumar's leadership. Nitish Kumar, however, was called out in public by not one, but two of his own party leaders for extending his support to the bill. After it was criticised at a party meeting by JDU's Prashant Kishore, the party's general secretary, Pavan Verma, tweeted his disapproval of the controversial bill, asking the Bihar chief minister to rethink the party's support to it. Meanwhile, the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, or the USCIRF, released a statement saying that it was deeply troubled by the passage of the Citizenship Amendment Bill in the Lok Sabha. It sought sanctions against Union Home Minister Amit Shah and other principal leadership if the bill is passed by the Rajya Sabha. Calling it a dangerous turn in the wrong direction, the ISCIRF said the legislation uses religion as a legal criterion to grant citizenship, which is against India's rich history of secular pluralism and against the Indian constitution. In response, the foreign ministry said in a statement that the position articulated by the USCIRF was not surprising given its past record. It is however regrettable, the ministry said, that the body had chosen to be guided only by its prejudices and biases on a matter which it clearly has little knowledge of. In the northeast across states, security has been beefed up as 11-hour band was called in protest against the contentious citizenship amendment bill. The strike began from 5am today. Tripura government has suspended SMS and mobile internet connectivity for 48 hours starting from today 2pm. Nagaland, however, is not participating in the strike in view of the ongoing Hornbill Festival there. What is the Citizenship Amendment Bill all about? Are there really persecuted minorities that would benefit from this? What is Article 14 and does this Citizenship Bill violate it? If you have questions like these in your head, Meghnath has all the answers. Read his explainer on what exactly the Citizenship Bill aims to achieve on newslaundry.com. 
In case you want to know more, watch episode 13 of Constitution Season 2 where Meghna tries to break down the issue of citizenship and explain what it means to be a citizen of a country. Not just our country, any country. You'll find it on our website, newslaundry.com. As you might know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. If you want us to keep making such videos, please help us by subscribing. Go to www.newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Be a proud member of a community that believes in keeping media independent. By the way, a monthly subscription costs as low as 300 bucks a month. So come on people, do the honours. In a shocking incident, a nine-year-old Dalit girl in Haryana's Hisar district was made to parade around her school with her face smeared with black ink. Why? for getting low marks in an exam. The incident occurred on December 6th when the class 4 student's teacher blackened her face for failing to score the minimum 8 marks required to pass an English exam. Police spokesperson Vikas Kumar said that an FIR had been registered under the SCST Atrocities Prevention Act and the Juvenile Justice Act. The World Anti-Doping Agency, or WADA, announced a four-year ban on Russia at a meeting held in Switzerland yesterday. The ban means that the Russian flag and the anthem will not be allowed at any major sporting event, including the 2020 Olympics and the 2022 Football World Cup. Dmitry Medvedev, the Russian Prime Minister, retaliated by saying that this decision was a part of a chronic anti-Russian hysteria. The ban comes after Russia's anti-doping agency was declared non-compliant for manipulating laboratory data handed over to investigators in January 2019. However, athletes who can prove that they were untainted in the doping scandal can perform in all sporting events under a neutral white flag. Russia has 21 days to file its appeal against the ban. If they fail to file the appeal within that time period, the appeal will automatically get forwarded to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Sir Craig Reedy, the president of WADA, in a statement said that Russia was given every opportunity to get its house in order and rejoin the global anti-doping community for the good of its athletes and the integrity of the sport. But it chose instead to continue in its stance of deception and denial. Meanwhile, whistleblower Gregory Rodchenkov, the former Russian anti-doping official who escaped to the United States after he alleged that the doping was a state-sponsored program in Russia, says there remains more to do. In a statement, he said, and I quote, Finally, fraud, lies and falsifications of unspeakable proportions have been punished in full swing. Unquote. A critical congressional hearing turned volatile yesterday as lawyers for Democrats and Republicans debated over whether President Trump's actions rose to the level of impeachable offences. As Democrat lawyer Barry Burke put it, the evidence is overwhelming. They are claiming that Trump's actions were so brazen that there is no question that he abused his power to advance his own political interests over those of the nation. Republicans, on the other hand, say that the Democrats are obsessed with impeachment, irrespective of facts. Their lawyer, Stephen Castor, maintains that Trump was not pursuing his interests. Rather, his actions were a result of his concern over corruption in Ukraine. This hearing will shape the articles of impeachment Democrats hope to file by the end of the week in their efforts to vote by Christmas. Did you know that the Telangana government sacked 48,000 of its employees from the State Road Transport Corporation in early October? Why? Because they went on strike. All that they were asking was for job security, a salary hike, maternity leave for women and that the corporation be merged with the government. 
So why was Chief Minister KCR refusing to negotiate with TSRTC unions which supported him during the statehood movement? What is driving the demand to merge the TSRTC with the government? Thanks to your support, our reporter Pratik spent a week in Telangana to get to the bottom of the story. In fact, we've already raised 1,35,000 from our 2,20,000 rupee goal. Please keep your contributions coming so we can hit our target. We have already published two of his in-depth ground reports on the issue. Read them on our website. More reports are on their way. Go to www.newslaundry.com slash SENA and contribute to the TSRTC KCR standoff project. You can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me slash newslaundry. Also, while you're here, don't forget to watch Abhinandan's hour-long interview of Major General G.D. Bakshi. While you might know him as the guy who often loses his cool on TV news debates, you'll see a whole new side of the man in this interview. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 